0: Are you ready? I said, are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Ramble, Record, Repeat proudly brings to you its next Cartridge Club podcast of the year, the dazzling one, Fraser Howell, the thousand dollar man, Chris Hodgson, the R3 podcast. And if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. Come on! You're listening to Ramble, Record, Repeat. And in case you guys didn't know, this is going to be our wrestling episode. One I've been looking forward to doing for quite some time. I don't think, Chris, you're not excited about it at all, are you? No. You're you're not a wrestler. Not at all. I am not excited (laughs) one bit, laying that sarcasm on really thick. (laughs) But uh, But is there something you want to tell everybody first? Yeah, so just before we get started, I just wanted to thank the Cartridge Club and let everybody know about the Cartridge Club. Um, We're both part of the Cartridge Club, and it's an awesome community. Yes www.cultureclub.org and basically the best way to describe it it is a book club for video games but i mean it's gotten so much bigger and so much better than just video games it's a community it's a family everybody's so friendly and there's everything between movies and books and vinyl and video games and anything that falls under that umbrella i mean heck I've had Cartridge Club member uh, Duke from Retro Nonsense help me out when I had dryer issues because he's an electrician. So like, I mean, it's just such a great club, great group. So definitely go check it out and join the Cartridge Club if you're not part of it. And I just wanted to say congrats to Jake and Travis from Polykill on winning podcast of the year. They did an awesome job. Uh, The previous year was STC Pod and this year uh, Polykill won it. So congratulations, guys. Listen here, brother. God created the heavens, he created the earth, he created all the R3 maniacs, and then he created a set of 12-inch pythons, brother. We fear no man, no beast, or evil, brother, so make sure to say your prayers and take your vitamins, because R3 is going to run wild on you. When you're R3, you're R3 for life. Woo! STC Pod, Dollar Darks, woo! Retro Pixel Podcast, woo! Retro Fandango. Woo, Flock Talk, and especially, woo, Polykill. Woo, to be the man, you need to beat the man. Woo, and that's just what R3 is going to do Woo, when we become your woo 2019 Cartridge Club Podcast of the year. If you smell what the $1,000 man is cooking. (sighs) Man, I didn't think the channeling our inner wrestler could be so tiring, but I really think that this episode is Yeah. I think we pretty <laughs> much covered I'm everything. <laughs> uh, I'm, i <I'm laughs> so we went, we went DX. We went a little, you went a little, you did like a three person transformation or four person. You were uh, triple oh, H. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You were, um, you were Billy gun. You were Hogan, you were Flair, and you were yep. The Rock. All I was was a road dog. <laughs> Why did I only pick the road dog? I just wanted. <laughs> Nobody wants to be the road no, dog. The road dog doesn't want to be the road dog. Oh, but I, I'm I'm so happy we're doing this episode. I love wrestling. I've always loved wrestling. I mean, oh, I just think back to when I was a kid going over to my buddy's house when there was pay-per-views like back in the day where the one friend would get the pay-per-view and everybody would chip in a little bit of money and you'd go watch it at their house. Um, yes. We didn't do it all the time, but maybe once or twice a year you would do it. And you, you just... probably did it for the bigger shows, right? Like WrestleMania, exactly. Uh, WrestleMania like Royal, Royal rumble. rumble. Exactly. Right. I mean, what, what better thing for 10, 11, 12, 13 year old kid to see is this, spectacular thing with all these athletes and and just the outrageous storylines larger than life pretty much larger like than was life something that, yes it was something that you you couldn't get anywhere else like undertaker was buried alive and you thought your favorite wrestler was gone and then boom no you can't kill the undertaker he's immortal and he comes <laughs> back and you know like he does his thing and he had this streak of wrestlemania like it's just I don't know, man. It's just it's it, to me it was such a really cool thing for a younger person, like you said. Like it was just it really your imagination got into it and you really liked like when you liked a wrestler, you really liked a wrestler. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean everybody's got their favorites. Um we'll get into that a little bit later. But I mean Yeah. You, the, like you said, larger than life. That's the big thing yeah. to me. Like these big giant athletes that can do anything you got your heroes and your villains and you're always cheering for your heroes your favorites sometimes your favorites are the villains and it's always fun to cheer those ones that's i think more when you get a little bit older and you understand the way wrestling works right i loved i love me some uh some heels i love me some heels like some of the best like the newer guys right now are heels Oh, yeah. You know, like, it's just they have that. It takes a lot to make somebody hate you and to make them hate you so much that they don't realize that it's a character. Yes. And, you know, they they think that you're a really bad person. So, like, I always had so much respect for someone who was a heel in wrestling, especially, like, a good heel that made you, like, just completely despise them as a person, even though they're acting. It just made you despise them so much. I can't believe, and and like these guys, especially back in the day, maybe not as much nowadays, but back in the day, like they took those roles to heart where when they're out in public, they're the bad guy. Yeah, right. They're the bad guy and they got to deal with the people booing and swearing at them, walking down the side of the road or whatever it is. And then there's the heroes that are given the high fives and the signing the autographs and stuff, right? Back in the day, um, they, they were, uh, like, Undertaker was the Undertaker in the ring. Undertaker was the Undertaker out of the ring. Undertaker, whenever he was seen in public, was the Undertaker. He was never Mark Calloway. No. He was always the Undertaker. And I don't think people realize that it wasn't that. That was just back, they they were so committed to that character that they thought that any fluctuation in how they were would make you lose that that magic about that character right like even magicians do that they have magicians that uh, pretend that they're a crippled old man or an old woman just so that when they pull off a trick that a crippled old man or woman do you're like wow how the hell does an old person do that when realistically they're as fit as you and me it's just been, they've been they they're living this act their whole life just to make that one moment even more magical. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's definitely like even I know back in the day and this this goes back to the very very beginning of wrestling where like you're the bad guy, you travel with other bad guys cuz they travel all over the country, right? In Canada, the United yeah. States. You if you get caught traveling with the other guy, uh-uh, no way. I remember back when um um uh, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall were leaving the WWF to go to WCW, and they had that moment yeah. in the ring where Shawn Michaels and Triple H, and they had the big hug in the middle of the ring. Like, they broke kayfabe. They broke the rule that you do not break. And yeah, back then. Yeah. yeah, they showed to the audience, like kind of like yeah we're all friends even though they're not supposed to be and i know that triple h he got the big punishment for that and it kind of set his career back a number of years Shawn michaels at that time was a huge star so it didn't really affect him that much wasn't he the champion at the time or like intercontinental or wasn't he going for the heavyweight title yeah he may i can't exactly remember he may have been or he may have been on his way there but uh yeah i know triple h was just kind of up and coming and that just, he got punished by Vince McMahon big time for that. Unfortunately, because Sean was so high up in stature, they couldn't do that to him. Um, yeah, it, it's it's just amazing how much has changed. Because nowadays, everybody knows it's sports entertainment, right? Well, the thing is, it's you can't hide now. Instagram is everywhere. Twitter is everywhere. Uh, there's pictures of wrestlers that are just fought in a huge feud three days ago, hanging out together. Yeah, exactly. Right. So it's like, it's too hard for kayfabe where back then um, there was no Instagram, there was no Twitter. So it was so much easier for them to let us, let um, a character live, like let a character take over and envelop everything. Right. So it's, I don't know. It's, it's I imagine it's much, much harder now for, for anyone trying to keep that kind of character there. Yeah, very much so. I mean, a good example of somebody maybe nowadays that's a good bad guy, I would say, is The Miz. And he does a good job at getting heat. Uh, For those of you that aren't wrestling listening, heat is when somebody doesn't like you. Uh, Drawing heat is getting people to boo you and hate you and throw things at you. And in this day and age, I think he does a really good job of drawing heat from people. One of the best heels right now is the Miz. Yeah, yeah. He's just what? What is it? When my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut. <laughs> like who? Well, who would have thought something as simple as that could could cause so much anger? And like, there's a meme going around, that, and 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 a lot of wrestling fans know this meme is "Sad Girl." And when Miz won the WWE Championship, the camera and the crowd panned. And there's this little girl with her arms crossed and the biggest pouty face you've ever seen, and it's all because this 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 heel, this bad guy, won a title. So like, it's crazy. Like, I think he's, I think he's one of the very few guys that still kind of go with that old wrestling kind of gimmick and story mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. aspect, because like, it's. Like we we kind of been tiptoeing on it this whole conversation right now, but older wrestling man was all about gimmicks and stories. Like it was all about it. Yeah, just you know, uh, mankind, uh, the many faces of Foley, Stone Cold Steve Austin, um, the the Montreal Screwdrop. I know that wasn't a story. That wasn't that was like legit real but thing. Yeah. But yeah, but they but they played off of it afterwards, right? Like um even even like the Brood and the. The union, like they had stories, union, yeah. they had factions, Faruk they had all the, the stuff. The, uh, the nation, nation of domination, domination right? yeah. The, the Ministry of Darkness with the Undertaker, right? The like, birthplace of the Rock, yeah, like with, right. With the, the, with the Nation of Domination, yeah. He went from Rocky Maivia, a babyface that nobody liked, to one of the biggest heels that everybody loved, and now look at the Rock, like he's he is like, like the of, biggest Hollywood actor right now, or one of, yeah. And then you go to newer wrestling, and I will tell you this. Ugh. It's the stories do not compare Mm -mm. at all. Like they don't have a monster like they did back in like Undertaker or Kane. Yeah. Like they got beat, but it was like unsurmountable odds that beat them. Like, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't just, oh, it's Monday night. Let's just beat him. Right. It was, no, it was, it it was even when it was Mick Foley, when he used the forklift to pin the rock. (laughs) Yep. Right for the champ, like it was stuff like that. They don't, it's not like you yeah, had to anymore. throw everything at him it's but just the kitchen like, sink to beat them, yeah. And like they have a monster now, uh, Braun Strowman, mm. but they're just beating him left, right, and center, right? That's like, the thing. Just, they don't, losing sorry to interrupt, but yeah, they don't build him up yeah. like they're trying to build Braun Strowman up as the monster. And to he's me, done. the second he loses a match, he's done, he's lost that flare. yeah. I mean the yeah, only like, one that's kind of a monster right now would probably be Brock Lesnar and that's and because he doesn't show he doesn't up anymore. exactly he doesn't wrestle so that's the thing. Yeah. But like back then they had these gimmicks and stories and now it's, I guarantee you it's all more moves and athletics driven. Um, what it's hard to say what I enjoy more, right? Like the newer stuff is crazy. Like it is crazy. I've seen moves that I've never seen outside of a wrestling game create a character or like a create a move right like yeah. some of this stuff should be physically impossible like both people have to be completely in sync to do that but that's just shows how physical and raw talented the the athletes in these and they are they are athletes they are oh like, for sure 100% like fine tuned athletes can do right like it's, it's insane you you put a wrestler back in the day trying to do moves like that <laughs> No way. Can you imagine Hogan doing anything other than a really crappy big boot knee drop? No. <laughs> exactly. He he Hogan if you go back in the day, it's it, Hogan. He couldn't really wrestle. He had whatever no. three moves or whatever. Uh Kevin Nash couldn't really wrestle. Scott Hall no. couldn't really wrestle. I mean, yeah. they were just they had their few moves, they had their gimmick, they were a character, and it worked. Nowadays, you've got All the technical wrestlers, you got the high flyers, you've got the big men, like they just, even the the big men, the brawlers, even the big men seem to be able to do more moves. Like, look at um, Steve Guttenberg now. Steve (laughs) Guttenberg. Look at, um, what's his name? Is it Apollo Crews? Husky Harris. Oh, Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt. Thank you. Look at Bray Wyatt. He is a bigger guy, but he's got moves. He's got charisma. He's not in the best shape, but he can still do all the moves. Like, that's, that's uh, like even um, Kevin Owens. Um, yeah, Kevin Owens is I've another great do, example. He's got a beer gut, man. <laughs> Kevin Owens got a beer gut. And he does stuff yeah. that uh, I would never, I could never see anyone that size doing. Um, Apollo yeah. Crews is another one. This dude, Apollo Crews, he is so he's underrated. He's so underrated. Yeah. He is like built like a freaking tank, huge muscles. Yeah. And he's doing standing moonsaults like off the ground. Like it's ridiculous. Like, I don't know, yeah. but I, my honest to God wish is if they had older writers writing for these newer characters and giving stories to wrestlers that could really deliver them, like giving a really good heel story to the Miz. Like a really good one, or letting the Miz write his own and run with it and not being afraid to let their 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 um talent do what they're meant to do instead of trying to yes. reel them in all the time. Oh, I would love to see that. Just oh I, I agree. You know what I'm saying? Like just let some of them like I can imagine like the newer guys, if they had some of the older stories, wrestling like WWE, not wrestling, WWE would be amazing, like the ratings through the roof. Another factor that I would I would like to see they need competition Um, because there isn't really any direct competition anymore like back in the day when it was WWF versus WCW it was amazing because every week they're trying to one-up each other right they were doing the Mm -hmm. next biggest thing the next biggest thing and it just made for such a better show now it's just WWE all on their own they don't have any competition I mean there was kind of like impact but they've flounder kind of yeah. but they're yeah the thing is they do have competition they just don't have the media outlet that um that the wwe has and wwe stifles like they, they kind of squash a lot of the other ones like because there's ring of honor ring of honor has some of the craziest yes. talent in there. um new japan is that's there, where aj styles there's not a new one is there not for yeah sorry AEW, to but... all elite wrestling which yeah. is put on by yeah um <clears throat> Dusty Rhodes' Jarrett, son. Isn't it? No, Dusty Rhodes' son. Oh. Cody Rhodes. Oh, really? Cody Rhodes. I did not know that. The Young Bucks. Ooh. Neville. Okay. Uh, Hangman yeah. Page. Chris Jericho left WWE for AEW. Well, yeah. He's kind of been on and off, yeah. But he just said they offered him a contract that was more than WWE ever offered him. Really? Yeah, because they say, uh, Cody Rhodes was saying that happy wrestlers equals safe and more interesting stories and actual matches and more safe and interesting and story driven matches equals happy fans. And with AEW, that's that's their whole slogan, AEW fans come first. And I really think um, they're going to give WWE a run for their money because they're going for their talent. They're going for AJ Styles. They're going for Finn Balor. They're going for Kenny Omega. And what is it? The owner of the Jaguars, Jacksonville Jaguars, is bankrolling the whole thing. And he's like, I don't know how much money he has, but it's in the billions. Like his family is loaded. Yeah, absolutely loaded. So, so maybe we're going to see the rebirth of competition here. Then I think it'll be really interesting because they, they're already taking it to WWE in a way. I don't think WWE's had people take it to them before. And they are. The funny thing is all of them, Cody Rhodes, the young bucks, um, Kenny Omega, Hangman Page, um, what's his name, Martin Skurr, the villain, were all offered contracts to by WWE, and they all turned it down because they were opening their own wrestling franchise. That's awesome! That's that an amazing making story. More I money. love that. You know, and I'm like, uh, come on, man! It's the son of the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I could see Goldust going there because that's his brother, right? Yeah, why not? Right? I would. Totally then we'll actually him. get that feud. Oh, I would love to see because he's the Cody bills himself as the American Nightmare. Oh, does he? Yeah, yeah. I, I I would love to see where that goes, but I I think the competition that you're you're wanting is on its way. I'd like I, it. I really I'd do. Like, like I think it's, I really think it's on its way, and I think it's going to be an interesting year for wrestling, 2019. So with all that being said, and like words that have been thrown around saying that that is uh, sports entertainment. Now it's more like athletic driven and crazy moves do you still consider this sports entertainment or do you think this is more of like an actual sport or um you know just kind of like what would you categorize it as because <sighs> it it's changed it's not what it used to be it it's not it's it was more sports entertainment before like attitude era definitely sports entertainment but i still consider it sports entertainment it's not a full fledged sport because Always because the outcomes are always chosen. They know who's winning, right? They know who's going to have the title. They know who's going to win, who's going to lose, what's going to happen. Because they're story-driven, it's still always going to be entertainment. They are athletes, true and true. Like these guys, we've already said this a bunch of times, but these guys work out every single day. They are, for the most part, spectacles of like perfectness. and uh, They're athletes, but it's still sports entertainment. See, I was going to completely agree. Oh, I was going to disagree with you if you said that it wasn't sports entertainment. <laughs> I, was oh. here where, I was waiting for you to go, it's not sports entertainment. I'm like, You're wrong, Chris. But no, I completely agree with you. Because it is it's all booked and pre-booked and stuff like that. But I think it's becoming more, more of a sport entertainment than it was ever before. Like those words have never really, uh, I don't feel that it really hit home. Like it didn't fit the, um, what it was back in the day. Back in the day, I think it was more entertainment, not sports entertainment. It's more, it's more sports entertainment now than it's ever been. Like some of the stuff that these guys have done is, like I was talking to you no more than what a half hour ago when we were just before we even started this, about how Rey Mysterio did a move uh, to, I think his name is Almas or something. And that guy is someone to watch. Like, he's crazy. Uh, They did a move called the Canadian Destroyer, which is a jumping, flipping pile driver. A jumping, flipping pile driver. Back in the day, (laughs) uh, was it, we just talked about it, uh, Owen Hart broke Steve Austin's neck. Uh, Austin, yeah. Right, Steve Austin's neck with a regular pile driver. A regular pile driver. This is a jumping, flipping pile driver. And both of them walked away. Like that yeah, is insane, amazing. right? Yeah. Like that is insane. Yeah, you, you you hit the nail on the head there, sir. Um, I I retract my previous statement because thinking back now, yeah, it was entertainment, wrestling entertainment maybe, where now it's more sports entertainment. That, that's a perfect uh, analogy or perfect way to explain it. Like back when attitude era when we watched it like they were climbing cages and jumping off of cages and hitting each other with chairs and doing suplexes on the thumbtacks and lighting tables on fire and stuff like that that's entertainment now <laughs> none just, of that really exists i honestly just thought of like i don't i don't know why but just the homer simpson line with mr Burns: what are you gonna get the dogs with the bees so when they bark <laughs> they shoot the bees <laughs> like what you just saying there that just made me think of that but yeah like there is still chair shots. There is still like, um, like not like cage it matches, used to be. but no, but it's yeah. not because they don't rely on that. I don't find anymore. No, like, not at all. They don't end. They're looking for the safety of the athlete now. Yeah, and you I get mean, more. You get look more. at look at look at Mick look at Mick Foley. Oh, uh, yeah. The dude can barely walk now because he put his body on the line over all those years. I mean, that's what he had to do to make it. And I mean, he was satisfied and happy with what he did but he can barely walk now yeah. he is taken kazillions of headshots, and i couldn't imagine i mean you can go into if you want to get really deep into this look at the wrestlers that passed uh for example chris benoit unfortunate yeah. situation there with the steroids um, and everything and, like that and- yeah steroids and the and the trauma to the head and just the the whole like even guerrero thing. Too, i don't like even want to guerrero having the guerrero attack, yeah and- yeah, um, so I guess it's kind of a good transition to where they are now. Yeah, that they're not taking all those even pain necessary all this stuff. Yeah, like it's it they're they're first and foremost, it looks like they're taking care of themselves a lot better than they ever did. Yes. Yes, exactly. The Ramble record repeat random recommendation. Say that five times fast. Come on, I dare you. No. close the mic now we didn't talk really close turn this into a jazz situation everybody you know <laughs> and put a little bacon uh, <laughs> eggs on this one a little, little spackle for your face so do you have a random recommendation Chris I have a random recommendation Okay. I, Perfect. Perfect. I just happened to be on another podcast I cheated podcasts with you sir USOB <laughs> so my random recommendation is going to be My Broken Heart? Is it my broken heart? You <laughs> what? <laughs> I do it's, okay. it's okay. It's okay. It was only for that? like a couple hours. <sighs> okay, it's fine. I'm over it. You over it? I'm now? done. Okay. So yes, my recommendation is the Dollar Dorks podcast uh, with Derek at Deej13 on Twitter and Chris Roberts at CWR2 on Twitter. And it is a podcast that discusses buying and selling uh, video games and related things on eBay and Kijiji and stuff like that. And they offer tips and tricks on uh, the best way to go to sell your stuff and pricing things and just experiences people have had. And that's an awesome podcast they are also part of the cartridge club so make sure you go check them out it's the duller dork podcast and especially the episode that i was just on you know what screw you i'm gonna go make my own (laughs) podcast with blackjack and hookers you know what forget the podcast (laughs) and the blackjack i'll be back (laughs) but no like i I, (laughs) yeah i'm gonna well i'm gonna do my random recommendation now and it's a podcast that i was on it's called that's what it's called No, but I've listened to the Dollar Dork stuff before, and I like Derek. Derek's such a good guy. Like Derek is a really cool guy. So I definitely, highly, highly, highly recommend go checking them out because even his YouTube channel is like he doesn't post as much stuff. I don't find on the YouTube channel in terms of like his not recently, no. Yeah, but he's and he's always the first guy to come like with a, a helpful comment or um like a reply he's wikipedia Derek. he is wikipedia Derek, so i, I highly yeah. recommend as well that's not my recommendation but i highly recommend checking them out as well it's i get your blessing no you don't get my blessing you're a jerk you cheated on me <laughs> you cheated on me you little baby <laughs> i was gonna swear that you little man no i'm not um but my my random recommendation doesn't hurt feelings what well, it does it's uh um, it might. it's a kick in the junk uh, no, for Christmas this year, uh, Ashley knows, Yet we had the board game episode, our very first episode, uh, but Ashley knows how much I love board games, so she got me a board game called Joking Hazard, and Chris, Ooh. are you aware, are you aware of... Uh, the Cyanide and Happy comics, our Cyanide and Happiness oh, comics. Oh, I am. I remember when I was bored at work at times, i just go to that website and just flip through them over and over again. They are and such great comics. I don't even know why I'm... We, we played this at your house, didn't we? We did. We played it before I it with you. I don't even know why I'm making it sound like I've never played this game with you before, but You're, this for is... For the audience. This is my random recommendation. They, you have to make a Cyanide and Happiness comic. So it's... it's uh, the, the chooser has to play, pick a card at random, then he picks a card or she picks a card from their hands and they see which one uh, either goes before or after the random card that was played. And then everybody else has to put a card that they feel completes that comic. Then the chooser picks the card they feel wins. And it's kind of like Cards Against Humanity style and the winner gets the card and whoever gets five cards wins. My gosh, some of the stuff that we've come up with and we played with, oh, it was so good such a good game it's so simple and it's so easy to set up you know it's not like one of those games that takes forever you could honestly play this realistically in like 20 minutes get a good game in, and then if you want to play another one boom done yeah easy to pick up loads of fun i too recommend this see and this one didn't hurt your feelings a little bit just (laughs) (laughs) derek why would you do this to me derek So we've kind of touched on old wrestling versus new wrestling, new moves and craziness and da 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 da, da all that kind of whatever da 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 da, da, da is. Um, if we still think it's sports sports entertainment, or if it whatever was sports entertainment back in the day, now do you think there's still a future for wrestling? Well, I mean, you kind of almost touched on that with the AWE. Um, mm-hmm. It seems like there's definitely a future. Um, and I think if, if what you said is true, I mean, I haven't heard too much about it. They're coming and gunning for WWE. I think that's, I think that will bring the competition up and make it better. Wrestling's not going anywhere. There's too many people that watch it. Um, I mean, even look in Japan, they're huge wrestling nuts in Japan. New Japan is one of the very few places where they've consecutively put on five star wrestling matches. Like five star oh, yeah. wrestling matches. It's crazy some of the stuff that they've done there. Um, but like, the, like that's what I was going to actually say is that uh, I think there's always going to be wrestling on the indie circuit. Like whatever it may be. Ring of Honor New Japan. Uh, even TNA if TNA still has their moments in the sun uh, with AEW coming in there. I don't know if they're going to be a big fish if they're going to be a little fish or if they're going to try to stay indie. I don't know. It seems like they're going to take the fight to the WWE but I don't think that wwe if they keep going the way they're going like if vin keeps trying to run things vince i mean not vin if vince keeps trying to run things i don't really think it's going to end well for wwe he, i think he's going to step down he has to i think if he stays in there i think a lot of the talent is going to leave them because a lot of them are getting for, <clears throat> forgotten and these people that are so talented are not getting the time to shine that they should. And a lot of other places like Ring of Honor, New Japan, AEW will gladly swipe up talent like that. So if Vince keeps doing what he's doing, I don't think there's going to be a WWE much longer. Hopefully somebody like Triple H and Stephanie have his ear to finally kind of say, hey, look, you need to take a step back and let us do our thing. Like Triple H with... Um, bringing up all the young guys with nxt down in the farm system yeah with nxt like he's done such a good job of bringing these guys up and grooming them and he's doing it the right way you need to make new stars you can't rely on all those old stars like that's what vince does right he panics when those numbers for whatever the pay-per-view or the ticket sales those numbers are low he panics and he just jumps back to old reliable let's just trust john cena in there or put the rock in there but no. Oh, yeah, exactly, right? Let's let's have The Rock and John Cena main event WrestleMania two years in a row. I don't think so. I mean, they... they I think Triple H and Stephanie uh, have his ear enough now. I hope that they're going to kind of right this ship and have the young generation take over and develop these new talent. They've been doing a pretty good job of it. Well, it's Vince mainly been, been Triple H. It's mainly been Triple H and NXT, right? Like, he's mainly been the one that's been running it and he actually said he's not going to be moving any new talent up to either Raw or SmackDown because they get forgotten so he's telling Mm. them he's actually telling them don't look to move up make the best that you have in NXT because NXT is becoming bigger than Raw or SmackDown ever was like I want to actually go I've never been to a Raw I've never been to SmackDown I've been to a Nitro, like a WCW Nitro. I want to go to NXT. Like if NXT comes to Toronto or when it does, I want to go to it. Because I the wrestlers go. that they have there are crazy. Yeah. Like everybody, Triple H knows how to do it. Even, <clears throat> what is it? They fired Monroe or whatever the guy is, the commentator. Um, Monroe, I think it's Moro or whatever it is. And then Triple H is like, what are you doing? They brought him back. Like he was on the main, he was on Raw or SmackDown, and then uh Bradshaw was picking on him and it was it was really bad. So he left. Yeah. And Triple H is like, what are you doing? He's amazing. And they brought him back to NXT. And just having a good commentator, someone who knows yeah. how to work the mic and make someone sound crazy. Like when a guy does a crazy move on NXT, he's like, my me and he's like freaking out <laughs> it's like jr or i was or gonna say he's right? the reincarnation of the jr yeah he's driving him straight to hell and all oh and my god. god like he all broke him stuff. in half and makes you like it sends shivers down your spine it's yeah. like narration and having just that little bit on top of really good wrestlers nxt is amazing nxt is so good yeah are the i future. mean and that's exactly what they are. And and hopefully Triple H, if if he's doing what you say, because I hadn't heard that, um, not mm-hmm. moving the guys up, hopefully he will just build it to what it is and then eventually take over the reins from Vince when Vince retires. Cause Vince is even going back to that stupid XFL. He's really? like looking into the XFL again. Oh my god. This man I know. He just really—if he really just wants to throw away money, he could throw some my way. I take you know? a little bit. I wouldn't mind. I'd take like twenty-five thousand dollars. That's good. You could hit me with a chair. I'll take twenty-five thousand dollars. I'll be fine with that. You. Um, so you mentioned live events. So you said you went to uh, the WCW Nitro. Yeah. I. I actually went to one of the biggest shows ever. I was at. I was at WrestleMania 18 at the Skydome. Really? WrestleMania 18, me and a buddy at school, we went to WrestleMania 18. That wasn't the main event, but it had such a big match at that time. Icon versus Icon, The Rock versus Hogan. And that was was when Hogan came back, right? Yeah, yeah. Like this was, put it this way, Hogan was supposed to be the heel, he was the face of that match. Everybody in Canada, we were cheering Hogan like crazy. Hogan, Hogan, Hogan. Unfortunately, Hogan lost to The Rock, but Hogan was who everybody wanted to win. Um, it, it, it's amazing to see these events live. It, it's not the best view, like because there's just so many people there. It was at the Skydome. I mean, they put it out on the floor of the Rogers Center now, right? They put bring the in the middle of the floor and the chairs are everywhere, yeah. so you you don't get that good of a view of it but it's still just to be there and experience it. It's like going to any sporting event of going to a baseball game or hockey game. It may not be as enjoyable, but you still need to go to experience it. Well, it's like you get, you get like captivated with the crowd, right? It's all about the moment as opposed to the experience. Exactly. If That makes any sense, right? Like everybody's chanting, right? You're booing your or you're booing the people you don't like. You're cheering the ones you do. And it's amazing. Um, I know the main event at that WrestleMania it was Triple H versus Chris Jericho for the uh, title. Unfortunately, Jericho lost. Uh, he's a Canadian boy, and Triple H did win that. But again, that was a hell of a match. Um, we went for two days down there because they do like a big fan fest thing during the whole okay. event. And so we they did autograph signings while we were there. So we waited in line, and we got to meet. Because uh, it was all random. Like They had people signing things and then they would leave and then other people would come take them over so we got in line to wait and we ended up meeting Fruk and bradshaw who at the time were the apa so i got to meet them and i got their autograph that was kind of cool oh that's cool yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah right <laughs> <laughs> so it was that was pretty neat to get to see them and then they had like a little mini wrestling ring set up where they were doing almost like demonstrations and I'm trying to remember who it was. It was somebody who was a WCW or an ECW guy. Was like running it. He was. He wasn't a. He was a low to mid carter guy. But he was there. What like did he interacting. look like? I'm trying to remember now. I'm totally blanking on who it is. Um is. I'm pretty sure it was an ECW guy. Little dude. ECW he wasn't very big. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was an ECW guy. And uh, it's gonna bug me. It was I'll Sabu. Try. No, it definitely was not Sabu. <laughs> Sabu <laughs> definitely putting, not Sabu. Putting people through tables. Sabu and the Sandman. man. No, no. <laughs> um, but it was cool just to see them interact with the audience and they kind of showed them how moves worked and they did like a little mini show and they had like a, um, a museum set up almost where they had like a big cutout of Andre the Giant so you could stand, life-size cutout so you stand beside him to measure how tall you were and they had like... Uh, cages to show you what cage matches were and, and just a big history and a uh, museum setup of of wrestling and stuff so they, they really definitely cool. yeah they definitely know how to put on a good live event i don't know if that's like this anymore that this was like many many years ago but uh from what i've yeah. seen wrestlemania and like royal rumble are still like that like they have those like two day things i think house shows like raw smackdown nxt well nxt does the takeovers they're the big events so you might get something you might meet some of the the wrestlers and stuff but I, yeah. I i still think they do that for some of the shows but okay. so all i'm hearing from is this is that they're they're pretty awesome and that when nxt comes to toronto you and me should go see an nxt show i think so i'm down let's book it yeah, man, if anybody else, you know, that's listening, wants to go see, so let us know. We can get a big group there, and we can just yell random things. And also, if any, any ready from the wrestling industry, you know, that you can get us free tickets to NXT, that would be pretty magical as well. The you know? <laughs> 12 people that listen to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> and I just um, figured out who that wrestler was. Who? It, it was Justin incredible. Oh really? Yeah, that's who it was. Yeah. So we kinda kinda got to meet him too because it was a small, nice, like niche group of people. So that's really cool. I like that they put on something like that. Yeah, very cool. See, like I've had interactions. Like I went to WCW, um, and that was a really cool show. Um, it was with my dad and my brother. But some of the best things that I've had in terms of interactions with wrestlers and stuff like that was I went with Miles, uh Miles, Chris. And my brother did it like like, the group of people that went was always different, but it was always me and Miles. We went to Absolute Comedy, downtown Toronto. And we did a, they saw, did a show with Hacksaw Jim Duggan. They did another show with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. And they did another story, a show with Million Dollar Man. So all of them, they had like the little people um, openers, which are comedians. And then they went into their stories, you know, and they were a lot of funny moments, a lot of funny stories. Ricky the Dragon his main rival was Ric Flair. And I didn't know that, but his main rival was Ric Flair. And one wrestling match, Ric Flair was fighting uh, Ricky the Dragon and he picked him up for a suplex. And then when he had him up in the air, Ric Flair grabbed Ricky the Dragon's trunks. And this is back when he wore just wrestling trunks, not pants, grabbed them and then moved them over to the side. And then went to every corner of the ring and showed all the audience, Ricky the Dragon's like, caution balls (laughs) just like to every corner and i'm just like what that's insane but that was what he did right and then like uh, another one was a hacksaw jim duggan um story is they used to play cards a lot like backstage when they were waiting for their matches and it was like hacksaw and macho man and all this stuff and like say Andrew the Giant. Like, this was one of the stories that he had. It was, like, Macho Man and him playing cards. And Andre the Giant walked by, and he's like, Hey, Macho, no baby oil. And then, you know, Macho goes, Oh, man, I'm sorry, man. Boss, don't, oh boss, don't get mad. But, yeah, I need to wear baby oil. He's like, no baby oil. And he, like, gave him a smack on the back. I guess because Macho always came out wearing too much baby oil it was a greased pig like was too, too, too hard to like grapple because you know andrew the giant was very limited to what he could do with his moves right um and then you know they're sitting there and he walks away and then macho man looks at hacksaw jim duggan and hacksaw jim duggan goes don't look at me i'm not the one that wears baby oil and he went out for his match so when he went out for his match he put it was like the same event too which i thought was kind of funny he put his playing cards in his knee pad so he could just take him out at any time and play when they have a downtime and he was i don't know who he's fighting but he's in a match with somebody and he knocked the guy on the ground And he went to do a running jumping so he jumped in the air and he went to do a knee drop on the guy when he was on the ground and when he hit the guy he landed on his pack of playing cards and he went and they just shot up in the air and like 52 <laughs> cards shot up that went all over the ring so he's like at that moment people thought hacksaw jim duggan was a close-up magician <laughs> right so it's just like it was like you just something you would you never see anywhere else is than a live match and then uh, with Million Dollar Man, I'll try to wrap this up part, but with uh, Million Dollar Man, um, he was pretty much Andre the Giant's Wrangler, right? So wherever Andre the Giant would go, Million Dollar Man would be there because for some reason, Million Dollar Man was the only one that Andre the Giant kind of respected enough to listen to. Okay. I don't know why, but that's just how it worked. So Andre, the, uh, Million Dollar Man had the privilege of taking Andre the Giant to many bars that <laughs> and the Giant liked to drink. And he would go to bars and order an American. You know what an American is? Everything. It is a garbage can full of beer. A garbage can? Up to bottom. Oh, my. Brand new garbage can full of beer. And he would drink it. <sighs> he would drink the whole thing. And then he would try to wrangle him back to his hotel room. And he'd end up falling asleep in the hallway and just put a blanket on him. Then he'd go back downstairs to go get a drink because he's just like, oh, man, I just took care of this giant man and mr perfect sitting there he's like oh i saw what happened i got your drink don't worry so him and mr perfect have a beer and he's like i don't know i don't feel so good mr perfect laughs and shakes a bottle of sleeping pills he's like have a good night and he kind of like roofied million dollar oh my like it's just (laughs) they pranked each other like and like it's ridiculous man like the stories that you got out of this, you would not believe some of the crap that they pulled. It was crazy. That, it was literally crazy. That's cool. I do remember when you told me you guys were going to those things and uh, I kind of regret not being able to go, but maybe there'll be one down the road that we can go to. Well, you never know. Like, um, They might do a McFoley one. Hacksaw Jim Duggan was probably one of my favorites. Like He was, a, for being a man of very few words in the ring, he was very well spoken. Yeah, he's been around he a quite, quite a really while history. too, so I can imagine he's probably got some really good stories. And he's got like all three of them. Like I shook their hands, all three of them bare mitts. Yeah. Eh? Like I thought I had big hands, they have bare mitts, like gigantic hands. They made mine seem tiny. Oh wow, that's amazing. I've uh, just to to stick with the stories. Still, I've actually met two other wrestlers in person. Uh, the first being Bret Hart. Um, he wrote a book on an autobiography and uh, he did a book signing in Barry. So I actually went when his book was released and got a copy of it and got my picture taken with him and got him to sign my book. And I actually got to say to him like, Hey, I really appreciate what you did and congratulations and stuff like that. So that was really cool. Uh, not really personal, but still neat. And then I also i heard he's a really nice guy he, though. He was, book. yeah, he was very nice. I mean, there it was a big group of people there, right? Waiting. So, I mean, he's only as nice as he can be yeah Uh, and then the other one was a local wrestling event so there's a a small promotion in our area they travel I think they go as far as Sudbury maybe even up to Sault Ste. Marie and then down into our area and uh, rock solid wrestling and they every year they do a big event in Collingwood and they bring in one big wrestler and this year I went uh, that I went to it it was Mick Foley that they brought in So I actually got to meet Mick Foley. I got my picture taken with him and got an autograph and stuff. Uh, He was really nice, but very uh, maybe to the point or like, I mean, there was a lot of people waiting in line and they had to get these done so that he could do the show. But man, he still uh, can put on a show like they brought him out and he guess he did a guest referee, I think. So he didn't actually wrestle. He can't really wrestle anymore. But he, I wouldn't. I would say he probably couldn't wrestle yeah, much anymore. Yeah, but he did the whole inter- Like everybody's going, "Foley, Foley!" Like chanting his name, and he did all his typical promos in the ring. And we got to see Mister Sacco still, which was pretty cool. So it was pretty neat to get to to see him and meet him too as well. And I mean, really close up. Like we were like ringside seats, so you could see where his teeth were missing. I could see his teeth missing, and I could see what he ate for breakfast. <laughs> oh, gross. So do you know what time it is, Chris? I don't. What time is it? Is it Vader time? It is. No, we've already had dinner, my friend. No, it is Vader time, time not news. dinner time. Oh, <laughs> it's time. It's Vader time. It's, time. it's Vader time. He actually did a really cool cameo on Boy Meets World. Yes, he did. That's beside the point, Frankie's dad. But it, it is. It is not. What's in Ethan Subli's yeah, dad? Yep. But it is. It is not Vader time. No, it is not. It is not dinner time either. <laughs> <laughs> It is time for this episode's spoiler alert. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Here we go. This is a ramble, record, repeat spoiler alert. You've been warned. Even though he's called Spider-Man, in most forms of media, he's not of legal drinking age wow that was a doozy <laughs> tune in next episode for your next ramble record repeat spoiler alert oh <laughs> that's that seems to be where my wife would laugh the most too is that wow uh, that was a doozy i um i <gasps> did not realize that until just now actually so that was kind of a spoiler for me <laughs> yeah man spider-man's uh, most forms of media he's a teenager Yeah, he is yep and you, you know why I, I did a Spider Man spoiler alert in r- this wrestling episode? Why? Because Spider Man in the Sam Raimi Spider Man movies, his first thing as the amazing Spider Man, as Bruce Campbell called him, was against Bonesaw. The wrestler. <laughs> and who was Bonesaw? The Macho the Man. Macho man. <laughs> okay, I've now I got a question for you about the Macho Man. Yes. In certain things, he's been called the Macho King, in other ones, he's the Macho Man. Yep. I don't understand the difference between the two. Was Macho Man WCW because he didn't have the rights? No, because he was, um, yeah. So in WCW, he was Macho Madness. Or was it because he won King of the Ring, and that's why they called him Macho King? That's probably why there was Macho King when he was in WWF or WWE. It was the Macho Man and the Macho King is my guess. Um, I mean, did you know that he did a rap album too? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Madness took over, and you can't – be held responsible when the madness takes over, and and the one song was actually really good, <laughs> and of course you get that oh yeah, get a snap into a slim jim brother. <laughs> uh, what, what, were, what was what was Hogan's and and Macho Man's team called? The... Um. Oh, the mega powers, mega powers, yeah. The mega power. It was the most unthought of name. The mega powers. Mega powers. It's the Austin Powers mega power. <laughs> but yeah, like I thought, I thought that were they were pretty cool. Um, now, I, I I don't know, man. Like I thought they were pretty cool, but they're not my favorite wrestlers. Do you? I, do you have your five the, favorite wrestlers? The, right he, you know I'm what? Giving? I have. I might just happen to have my five favorite wrestlers, and he isn't on my list either. He's not on my list. He was good. He was good. He's not Fraser's five five favorite wrestlers list. I even have three honorable mentions. That's how many favorite wrestlers Ooh, I have. Ooh, I didn't do any honorable mentions. I'm a bad boy. I always go. And when it's not school, I always go for the extra credit. <laughs> <laughs> so you want me to do my honorable mentions first? Sure. So my honorable mentions, I'm just going to go through them really quickly, is Kenny Omega. Yep. He is a really huge star right now who's just leaving New Japan. He was offered a WWE contract, but from the sounds of it, he turned it down for AEW to be with his friends. Um, Roddy Piper. Roddy Piper is an honorable mention. Boy could not wrestle <laughs> worth uh, the worth beans, but man, he could, he, could, he could talk on that mic better than anybody else could. And then another um, honorable mention is Chris Jericho. Uh. Good Canadian boy. Charismatic as all hell. I think he was more charismatic than The Rock. Because The Rock had his his shtick, his lines that he went to, yep. but Jericho, Jericho was all over the place. Like he had multiple gimmicks in terms of like um, insults and stuff like that, and he could wrestle. Like he was a really good wrestler, mm. so that's why he was on my honorable mention. Okay. Well, I uh, I'll start off with my number five then, because mm. I don't have any honorable mentions. I didn't do the extra credit, so you fail. My number five is a current wrestler. Uh, he has been around for a while. Uh, this may be somebody that's kind of kind of under the radar, but I don't think he should be. He should be a way bigger star than what he is, and I think this comes back to the whole Vince holding people back. And my number five is Dolph Ziggler. Ooh. Yeah, he... the They're trying to make him the new Shawn Michaels. Right? Like back... Even go back five years f- ago, and they were saying, this guy is the next Shawn Michaels. The dude's got charisma. He is a hell of an athlete. He's got a good move set. He can talk on the microphone, and he is a one hell of a heel. Um, it's just a shame. Mm. For whatever reason, he either pissed off the wrong person in the back room or they just didn't have the right mm. storyline for him, and he's just never really gotten to that level. I mean, he's won a title. Like, when he, he was a Mr. Money in the Bank, for those of you that don't know, they have a thing where there's a big briefcase above the case, and they normally do a ladder match, and whoever gets that can cash this briefcase in at any moment for a title match. And normally, they're cashed in uh, when a wrestler's just finished a match, and they're very tired. And I remember Dolph Ziggler's cashes in, I believe it was WrestleMania, and the crowd just went nuts. Like, it was amazing. Wasn't it against Alberto Doria? Um can't remember it It might have been yeah yeah. and he when he cashed that in like everybody was anticipating he was going to do it and he did it and he won the title and i thought that was his point where he was going to start him and for whatever reason he's just kind of fallen back out of the good graces of whoever and he's just sitting in that mediocre status like at one point i thought he was actually going to leave the company so he might be the type of guy that needs to leave the company to get bigger To go to AEW or something like that. Because you know he right now puts on matches where he makes other wrestlers look amazing. Exactly, right? Yeah. I like that. uh, I'm I'm very happy with your with your pick of of uh, Dolph Ziggler, Dolph Ziggler. I I, he's really good as well. I like him. All Um, right. So my number five is you might know him as Neville, but in the indie scene, his name is Pac. He okay. got screwed over by the WWE or there was like a big kerfuffle Huge with his league. contract. Yeah. Um, yeah. He is such a good heel. The king of the cruiserweights. Um, the, was it the man that gravity forgot? Some of the stuff I've yeah. seen this guy do is insane. Like when he jumps, he seems to float like in the air for an un, uncountable amount of time. And I don't think yeah. he's ever hurt himself when he's done some of these moves. Like he's done some crazy stuff. And I think him leaving WWE was the best thing for him. Like the fact that he's at AEW now, uh, I think the sky's the limit for him. Like, because he can go to any promotion. He already has a title. So it's like, he leaves WWE, boom, wins the title. You know, so it's, I think the sky's the limit for this guy. And there's nothing but big things for him. Nice. Yeah, he's definitely good. I knew him as Neville, like you said. So good choice. All right. My number four has already been uh, been mentioned. So you made the list. Ooh. My number four Ooh. is Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho. Uh, I've always been a huge, huge Chris Jericho fan. A, he's Canadian. And B, like you said, he's got some mic skills. And he's such a good heel. I remember him back in WCW when he was a heel. And he played like the scared heel where he would like, Run out of the ring and, and hide and delay the time, right? And then he would cheat, almost like Eddie Guerrero cheat the win. Um, and his move set, jumping off like the middle rope and doing the moon salt, and he always doing the lion tamer and just. I remember when he went from WCW to WWF. I don't know, like if you were watching that. I remember watching that Monday Night Raw. And then all of a sudden the big Jumbotron and the countdown goes Y2J. 10 9, all the way down to one, Y2J, right? They were doing the promos leading up to that. And when he came out, break the walls down, and everybody just went nuts. Like that was so amazing. Well, he like um, he I remember his first line when he walked through those things, was, Welcome to Raw is Jericho. Come Jericho, on. right? Right. So good. Like and even now, yeah. like when he does like some of his like the the list and he's like, you stupid yeah. idiot, just kind of like that, or even like his move evolution to the code breaker, which I think is such a really cool, oh yeah, like a jawbreaker with his knee. Like he's he's evolved really well with the time. He's definitely and the, and the dad nice... bod Jericho. He's definitely, true <laughs> but you know, if I could ever get a dad bod like that, I would be very happy. And the nice thing about him too is he doesn't put himself above he's not like uh say like hulk hogan who hogan would come back No, i gotta win this match jericho will come in and say no i'll have have do a feud with this guy and i'll lose to him to help make him and elevate him better like that feud he had with kevin owens but last time he was in was so good and he just helps evolve the business and he's just that good of a guy and that's why he's my number four well, your number four kind of ties into my number four. Oh, my number four I know who it is. Who you just talked about, and that's I know who it is. Kevin Owens. Did yeah, you yeah. Another good. Was that who you think it was? Was that was that who it was? I Chris? did. Yes. Yeah, that's Kevin Owens was. is. Um, he's another good Canadian boy from Montreal. Uh, I had a hard KO. time picking between picking between him or uh, Sami Zayn. Uh, but Kevin Owens is just he's he's a heel, true and true. Good heel. Oh, yeah. Good move set. You could put him with anybody, and he's just so good. So, so, so good. Um, if you haven't seen any of his stuff, just look up Kevin Steen. That's his indie name when he used to fight. And uh, fight Owens' fight, fight Steen's fight, uh, like Steen fight. Kill Steen, yeah. Yeah, like that stuff. I highly recommend watching some of his stuff because he put on a match right before he got injured um with what's his face um seth rollins where he he jumped he jumped from the top turnbuckle to a rope jumped off the rope and did a frog splash and i'm like for a guy his size to do that i was completely blown away it was really cool yeah so yeah he's my he's my number four i like that number four i like it all right my number three it's time to play the game. Oh, you're going, you're going Triple H on me now. You're going Triple, Triple H, H, H on sir. you, sir. My number three is Triple H. When I growing up, he was. Uh, I, I didn't like him at first. Like when he was Hunter Hearst Helmsley, I hated that gimmick where he was like <laughs> the pretty boy <laughs> yeah, yeah, dressed like in like years, riding gear and the British dude. Like that was horrible. The second he became Triple H and teamed up with Shawn Michaels and they formed DX. Oh my God. That was amazing. All of the stuff that he did throughout that attitude era where he is now. He married Stephanie McMahon's and Vince's yeah. daughter. He's like running the company. Now I have so much respect for this guy. He's up teens times won the title. Um, he's I don't know. There's just something about the guy the pedigree. I love that finishing move. Um, he, he has a saying. He, he has a saying called he does always does what's best for business and right as corny as that sounds he does he does big time right running nxt uh he steps up when they need him to step up like he's always put his body and his stuff on the line like uh he's not on my list at all but i can definitely understand why he's on yours he is a very talented person yeah there was the one match where he tore his quad and finished the match with the torn quad and then he was out for like a year or whatever it was like ridiculous right I actually just I don't know why I just watched that on YouTube Oh, like, God. that match. Yeah, it was I don't even know why, but like that I saw that and it was brutal. He was against right. uh I think he was against Jericho. Uh, I think it it like might have been I think yeah. it was a two-on-one, yeah, but it was it was brutal. But yeah. you know what's funny? My mm. number three kind of goes with your number three a little bit.
1: These oh, guys I know were, who it is.
0: They were stable mates. Not Still. DX though, not DX. This is this was a little group called Evolution. And oh. it's not Batista. It's okay. not Randy Orton. Blue Tista? It's not Blutista. It's not Tista? Blue Tista. Um, it's not <laughs> what was it? What's his name? It's not um Drax the Destroyer. No, it's Ric Flair. Okay. Oh. Ah, Flair. Yep. Uh the guy who you did your 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 little opening uh, <laughs> opening thing against. Um Rick Flair. Yet again, guy could not wrestle. The figure four leg lock was such a, a goof of a move, but man, his mic skills. His character, his charisma, and his ability to sell like, another person's move. Oh, yeah. Ah, when no he, when he got thrown him. into the turnbuckles and did the whole flip yep. upside down. The flip up and over. Like yeah. I remember watching a match and it was Flair versus McMahon for control of the company. Man. <laughs> goofy of a match as it is, but man. And I know this sounds really weird, but nobody can bleed like Ric Flair because he has the white hair and it just goes oh, yeah. into his white hair. And oh, man, like he. Oh, he, saw, he was he he was definitely a person to watch. Like I said, he couldn't wrestle worth a beans like he had the the knife edge chop, the figure four, stuff like that. But he also had one of my favorite stables and it wasn't Evolution. Uh, but I'm it was doing it. Horsemen. You can't see it. Yep, the four, four horsemen. horsemen. I'm holding the mug. Yeah, it was yeah. him, the enforcer, Arn Anderson. Who else was it? Yeah. Arn Anderson. Uh, um, uh, Mongo oh. McMichaels, wasn't it? Yep, Mongo. Yeah, he was in it. And I couldn't remember the, the fourth one. No, Patrick Stewart. It was Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Stewart. <laughs> uh, Derek. Who's the fourth force horseman in WCW? But regardless, yes, not the <laughs> apocalypse. WCW. No, of WCW. But I really wish they had a stable like that back like the four horsemen they were awesome the music I, everything i would love to see a rebirth of the horsemen like run by rick flair they need I rem- that i remember a time in wcw I can't remember exactly when it was, but Flair came out, and you might remember this episode. And it was Monday Night Raw or Monday Nitro, I should say. And he's out in the middle of the ring, and he's refusing to leave the ring for whatever reason because he wanted either a title match or he wanted something. And he ends up he's like stripping his clothes off, so he's standing in his boxers in the middle of the ring and doing his Ric Flair strut and wooing up, and it was amazing. Like <laughs> he he, I don't know, man, like, I don't, like the elbow dropping his jacket. Like, you know what I'm saying? That kind of stuff. Like, he really got himself worked up, but he did such a good job. Styling and profiling. Like, what what is this thing? He is limousine riding, jet flying, kiss stealing, wheeling dealing, son of a gun. That was was (laughs) Flair, right? Like, it was, he was, uh, he was where it was at. Like, he... He really totally made that character and that kind of playboy esque, and I don't, I don't think if there was if there was no Ric Flair, you might not have gotten a Shawn Michaels. Yeah, yeah, very much so. All right, so my number two is a man I had already mentioned. I got to meet him, and that is Mister McFoley, uh, also known as Cactus Jack, also known as Mankind, also known as Dude Love. And finally, as of course, Mick Foley, Um, he, we kind of touched on this. He is the type of guy who growing up as a kid, you look at him and go, Hey, I can be a wrestler. I can do what he does. Maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe not. I mean, he did literally put his body online, but it just, he, he was the every man wrestler. When he flipped over to that Mick Foley uh, persona rather than just mankind where everybody cheered him like I remember when he won his first title on raw I believe it was the rock that he beat and DX came out and they were like holding him up on his shoulders and everybody in the crowd was cheering going nuts when he first won that title like the dude I I have his books I actually have like three of his books he did like two autobiographies or three autobiographies I have a couple of them and like the dude, Wanted to be a wrestler so bad he used to drive his car to the trainer studio. I can't remember who his trainer was, and he would he had to drive like three or four hours to where this was. He would sleep in his car until the morning, do his wrestling over the weekend, and then drive back so he could work during the week. Like it's amazing what he did, oh, yeah. and the dedication that he had. Um, and just to keep reinventing himself when he was given that mankind gimmick, he made it work. Um, he, he, I know he wasn't fond of it, but he made it work and he, and he had so many good feuds, like with the undertaker and with triple H and with the rock and then reinventing himself to, to Mick Foley and, and have a nice day. And Mr. Socko, like he, he did such a good job. I didn't like his finisher though. The mandible claw, I didn't like that. But when he did the double arm DDT, that was fine with me. Yeah, sweet shit music. <laughs> yeah, yep, sweet shit music, and the double arm DDT, the rock and sock connection. Like, come on. Yeah, man. Like, you ha- what's there not to like? Yeah. Our 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 next one is connecting, Chris. It's, okay. It's kind of weird. What? So our last two connected. Okay. Um, I would say the the guy that I the, the guy that I'm picking next is probably got the best match with your guy with Mick foley i know who you're talking that, about the hell in the cell oh and yeah my guy's the undertaker oh my god um <laughs> the craziest one of the craziest dang matches but undertaker with the streak uh 21 to zero uh wrestlemania and then brock lesnar beat him but you know doing the stuff that a big guy shouldn't do old school walking across the top ropes um yeah, even I even didn't mind his American uh, BA. I right, kind of liked swear. that. I it, did. I really. did. I didn't mind it. Yeah, uh, but the dead man, the Undertaker, was always the best. But like, he was just a larger than life. Like, he was a true wrestler. He was a true entertainer. Um, Mark Calloway, Undertaker, whatever you want to call him, he he was bad. He was a bad man, and no one could like, no one could take that away from him. I when he walked in. He could his entrance lasted four hours because it took him forever (laughs) to walk to the ring. But you were not upset. You were sitting there going, oh my God, it's The Undertaker. Oh man, so crazy. And he's always one of those guys that I thought that, or feel that everybody knows. Everybody knows The Undertaker. Oh yeah, yeah. You may not know some of the guys that I've mentioned, but you know The Undertaker. Yeah, everybody knows who he is. He has good matches. The one I, one of the ones, another one I liked is him versus Shawn Michaels. That was a really good match. Like when he... Uh, took out Shawn Michaels, but that was such a good match too. So that's why he's my number two. My number two is, is The Undertaker. I wonder that's... if we're going to connect for number one. All right. So yeah, I don't think we're going to connect here on our number one, but we'll see. Maybe I'll be shocked. My number one is the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Steve Gutenberg. Brett, the Hitman heart. <laughs> Mr. Canada, Brett, the Hitman Heart. Growing up, Canadian kid, who are you going to idolize? You're going to idolize the Canadian. Bret Hart. Oh, the dude could talk on the mic. Who's got the guts to come out to the ring wearing pink tights in a man's man's wrestling time? Bret Hurt. Um, he tag-teamed with Jin the Anvil Nine Hart. He wasn't the best wrestler, but uh, they had some good success together, and then Bret took off winning that title um well the intercontinental first the intercontinental title and then the and the championship like he had some amazing matches the whole hart foundation stable i loved that it was i mean i think a lot of it played to the whole canadian factor with me um but with owen hart with the british bulldog uh, brian pillman and they did the whole hart foundation that thing that was amazing i loved that and the whole montreal screwjob i was heartbroken as a kid when that happened when I heard that Brett was leaving WWF to go to WCW, I thought that was the worst thing in the world. Um, yeah, that was really, and they they really misused him in the WCW. I felt. Oh, they they, they totally misused him. They paid him all that money and they didn't do nothing with him. It sucked. Well, he got a concussion. He got a concussion from Goldberg. Right? Yes, Goldberg really hurt him. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, you know, even even look at where do most wrestlers train? The dungeon. Exactly. Stu hurt. Right? So like, I mean, if you if you haven't seen it, watch. The Bret Hurt documentary, uh, Hitman Hurt. Um, oh, the title's eluding me now. I have it downstairs too on DVD. Even my wife watched that, and she doesn't like wrestling at all, and she respected what it was. And it actually talks about the whole Montreal screw Screwjob. Uh, Hitman Hurt Wrestling with Shadows. Like It's such a good okay. documentary. Have you ever seen it or not? No, I was, I was sitting there, and I'm like, no, I haven't seen that one. I've seen the Jake the Snake of the Roberts one. I've seen... Um, like other ones, like the ECW, like I've seen a bunch of them and stuff like that. I'm going to watch, I have uh, the HBO one for Andre the Giant. That's a good one to watch, watch that. Okay, well, next time uh, you are over, we'll watch the Bret Hart one Hitman Hart Wrestling with Shadows. It is so we'll play good. Some wrestling games and watch that. Exactly, right? Oh, so yes. Bret Hart is my number one. Bester is, best there was, best there ever will be. Ours don't match up. I Ours don't connect. I didn't think they would. <clears throat> Mine, my number one. Um, You know what? He lies. He definitely cheats. And man, does he steal! Uh, I loved Eddie Guerrero. (laughs) Eddie Guerrero, buddy, Uh, Latino Eddie Guerrero. Like from everything, like he was good in WCW. He was good when he started in WWE, but he really took off with that whole lie, cheat, steal. Like he was a heel. Oh yeah! Like he cheated to win, and you loved him for it. Cheat to win, yeah. He was so good, and when he when he passed, I was so sad. Like I was so sad when he passed because he was he was like a great wrestler, and he was so good to his fans. Like from what I heard, and he was always pleasant to talk to and everything. From what I've heard, and ah, oh, it was sad. But he was he's definitely my number one. I love Eddie Guerrero. Like some of the stuff that he did was really cool. Like when but- he beat. Lesnar by DDTing him on his own title, oh, so good! I loved when he came over from WCW as the Radicals with him and Perry Saturn, Chris Benoit, D Malenko. Like that was awesome. He was almost like the little leader of the group, I would say. And oh yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, Malenko I, still works for WWE, eh? Oh yeah, okay. He's a back. He's a trainer in the back. Yeah, okay. But yeah, Stinko I Malenko, Stinko Malenko, yeah, Eddie's. Uh, that's a definitely a good choice for number one. Uh, yeah, Latino yeah. Heat when when he was with China, that was some pretty good stuff there. Mamacita, Mamacita, you know, like yeah. And he came out in the low rider, like, he like was bouncing crazy. down the runway. Yeah, yeah, man. Yet again, another larger than life character taken from you us know? too like soon. Yeah, man. And like that's, that's that's kind of it's just sad when you look back at all the wrestlers that have that have passed. Like even back in the in the in the. In the in the day we've had a couple like Mom, Jim Daniel Nightheart passed away this year and then, you know his daughter's still wrestling right now on uh, Natalie she's yeah. big into it yeah and then um was it the one that just just happened which actually made me want to do this wrestling like you and me want to do this one that much more is Mean Jean. Yeah Mean Jean like, Okerland yeah he was not a wrestler he did have a couple matches with Hogan but Hogan's openly said if there was no mean gene there would never be hulkamania you know Hulk, mean gene made hulkamania what it was mean gene i think made almost every wrestler who they were yeah like, there was no better mike man than mean gene oh he I was awesome so sad the interviewer yeah oh yeah. yeah it was uh definitely a shame uh when you hear that i mean it's a shame when anybody passes away but when it's somebody yeah. you're uh, a fan of or close to or things like that it, you take it a little bit harder Well, especially like and like we're at that unfortunate age where everyone that we kind of watched growing up might be passing, right? They they teeter with that, yeah, yeah. Like we're we're at that cusp, right? Where it's sad. We so when you sit there, you're like, oh my god, yeah, oh my god, this guy, and then nope, not. It's it's very sad when you see that happening. Well, yeah, I have a so I I did a uh, there's a video on YouTube. uh, I suggest you go watch it if if you want, and it's what culture. They do a lot of wrestling stuff, and it's twenty wrestlers who died in twenty eighteen. So it was actually twenty of them. Um, and I have a list of the more, more notable ones that passed. Uh, you already yeah, let's mentioned. Hear, let's hear yeah, you already mentioned one was Jim the Anvil Nine Hurt. Uh, he had yeah. passed away. Um, and then going uh, kind of in order, so this is from earlier in the year to late. So the Dynamite Kid passed away. Uh, Bruno. He was with. He teamed. He teamed with. Um um what's his name right uh british bulldog Yep. right the yep. dynamite kid, yep. kid yeah dynamite kid was yeah they were the bulldogs um bruno san martino so he was like oh, i didn't know he died yeah he passed away this year so like he's back from day one wwe like when it was vince's father running the business and stuff like that he had a, actually yeah. a big falling out with wwf and then they kind of reconciliated and he was kind of back on speaking terms with them and they inducted him into the hall of fame That's nice. Uh, Another one that passed was uh, Nikita Volkov. So he had some huge feuds back in the day with uh, Hogan and stuff like that, being the whole Russian thing. Yeah. Uh, Another one we had kind of mentioned earlier, and you may have forgot about this one, is Vader. He had passed away this year as well. I forgot about Mr. Vader. I was actually sad when Vader died. I I was too. And, And you know what? You will see when you watch the Bret Hart documentary, they interview Vader in it he was an intelligent man uh his, his real name was i think it was leon white uh and like you said he was on the episode of uh boy meets world playing the one guy's he played vader but yeah, he was he the one suplees. guy's yeah his, he was his dad ethan Supplee's dad yeah but frankie yeah, yeah. what well, doesn't he have a phd i don't know he yeah a, yeah he, he had a phd yeah he something. did yeah and he they talk about smart. that yeah very smart man and then and he's a big guy that can do a moonsault exactly <laughs> right and then the last one I have on my list, maybe not the best wrestler in the world, but somebody uh, I remember growing up as a kid and uh, always uh, put a smile on my face, and that is Mr. Brian Grandmaster Sexay Christopher. He, yes, I. Yeah, he that was a really sad. Uh, that was a really sad thing when that happened. When because he actually what he took his own. Life yeah, he, he did. To, he yeah, he he spiraled that. He he did it in jail. Actually, was when it happened. Yeah. He ended up hiding but himself. I saw. I saw there was a, a tribute that his dad and for those of you that don't know, Jerry Lawler was his dad. Like you could not mistake that. for No, no, person. definitely like, not. looked the same. He did. Um, I saw like he, Jerry Lawler did a match like a week after his son passed away yep. in his son's gear just to kind of pay tribute to him, which is that was kind of nice. Yeah, very nice for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it's sad, but I mean, it happens. Um yeah, it's just—it's like I said—we're at that age where everybody we kind of watched and liked are passing, right? Exactly. Unfortunate, unfortunate truth of it, and that's the the industry at that time back in the day taking its toll on them. Yeah, definitely. But uh, I get—I guess, guess we got to wrap this one up. This has been a long episode. This is, this is longer than our Christmas one. I get—I guess we really like wrestling. We do, and you know what? I, I got <clears throat> one note briefly want to talk about to wrap this up. We'll make this quick because it's it's been a long episode. Hopefully, everybody's still there with yeah. us. But I have a secret. What's your secret? I used to do backyard wrestling. <laughs> I have a secret. What's your... So did I. Did you... We had cardboard. We had cardboard titles. <laughs> we, we had cardboard titles. We built a wrestling ring. We had mats like, like um, mattresses down with a carpet over it. Ooh. I had a persona. What was your persona? I was Hellraiser Hodgson. Very nice, right? I like right? that. You like that? I like that very much. Yeah, I have that. That's the character I always make when I do a creative wrestler. So, but <laughs> uh, Hodgson. Yeah, and then uh, within that, there was uh, my my tag team partner was Mad Dog McCarthy. So <laughs> very cool. Yeah, we won the titles, and then uh, a couple other notable names that I could remember. I couldn't remember them all, but there was uh, Johnny Rage. Uh, we had the English Troll and Dynamite English Troll. the English Troll. Yeah, yeah, that was an interesting one. And then uh, uh, Dynamite Dave. Very I, see, that's the best thing back in the day when the wrestling names are so simple, right? Yeah. Uh, so we we uh, yeah we used to wrestle in the backyard, and we actually had younger kids that would come and watch us. And yeah, <laughs> we recorded it. There's probably a tape there somewhere around with me wrestling on it of you giving everyone Batista bombs and RKOs? Pretty much. I had a buddy of mine. Uh, actually, I forgot his name uh, to mention. His name on here, Would uh, or his wrestling name, was The Specialist. Um, and, him and him and I could put on some pretty good matches together. Uh, I'm not going to toot my own horn a bit there. But, like, you know where you would do the body press slam where you'd pick the guy up above your head and then just kind of throw him? And you drop him? Yeah. So yeah. I would do that with him. Like, I would pick him up. But... Him and I worked well together. We made it look really well. Like he would lift himself up so I wouldn't have to do all the heavy lifting and stuff. So, yeah. And so, yeah, so you wouldn't get hurt. Exactly. Very cool. So, yeah. Man, we need to do another one of these, but I don't think it's going to be well with us in our 30s. We're going to be hurt really bad. (laughs) So how does this sound? Let's just take some extra money. Let's buy ourselves some world titles. Like I've always wanted one of those, eh? Oh, the real one? Just a replica title? yeah, Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would love to have one of those. That'd be pretty cool. But that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool, man. Like we used to, nothing to that extent. It was just me, Miles, uh, Catelyn, my brother, and like our neighbor. And we just beat the living. <laughs> out of the tar. We had like an extra mattress in the basement. We just beat the tar out of each other. Yeah, I took mine so, to a little yeah. higher level, but yeah. Hey, man, backyard wrestling. That's how a lot of wrestlers got their start. Right? Nobody, Nobody got hurt, so yeah. that was a good thing. And yeah, that, as long as you can walk away from it, that's always fine. Right. But uh, I want to thank you guys for listening to this episode. Guys and girls. I keep saying that, guys. But guys and girls for listening to this wrestling episode. Yet again, I would like to – I never got to thank them. You did. But I want to thank – or not thank. Um, congratulate Polykill on winning the Cartridge Club uh, Podcast of the Year. And that wasn't a threat. That was a promise. We're coming for the title next year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so make sure, uh, follow us on Instagram at R3 Podcast. We're going to get some more pictures up there. Follow us on Twitter at R3 underscore podcast because we're going to tweet lots of cool things as well. and uh, Like pictures of sandwiches. Ooh, yeah, sandwiches, yeah. And uh, <laughs> listen to the rest of our episodes on uh, your choice of listening. Podbean? Yes. Yeah, Podbean, Google Play Music, or uh, iTunes. And now on the Cartridge Club website. Yes, we will post episodes there. So there's four places, four places of Hodge and Howell. So that's pretty good. That's, that's a good tag team name there, Hodge and Howell. Howell and Hodge. The, the, the H, We just need one more H and we can be triple H. Just <laughs> three of us, though. <laughs> we'll be the HH Express. <laughs> <laughs> <Ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch. Doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. laughs> just tired, so tired all the time. <laughs> We'll just pay people because you're the thousand dollar man. You can just pay people to win. They I like it. We'll just pay them off. <laughs> but thank you, guys and girls. Have a good night, and we will talk to you later. You. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Ramble, Record, Repeat. Tune in next episode for. I I really don't know.